that the Pharisees thought were out, that the Pharisees thought were too dirty to even be eaten with. So it's interesting that Jesus gives the final word here. He says, I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinner. And I was thinking about this text. I don't think that Jesus is saying that the tax collectors and the others uh, were somehow not sinners and the Pharisees were. I think what he's trying to say here, and I hear him saying this, is he had come not to call the proud, but the humble. The proud tend to think, you know, God, you're pretty lucky to have me around, I think. I've, you know, I, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but I kind of follow all the rules. I do some really great stuff. And Jesus said, I didn't really come for that group. I came for those who say, you know, Lord, I realize I still have sin. As hard as I try, or even don't try, I realize that I have brokenness in my life, that I do things against your word, against the way you've taught us to live. I think Jesus has come to call not the proud, but the humble. I think that's encouraging for us, or can be, because no matter what we've done, no matter how many times we continue to fall short or to do it, there is grace for us if we will humbly come before God and say, Lord, please forgive me. So this morning, we gather around the Lord's Supper. Like I said, this is the, is the message this morning, the Lord's Supper. That we gather together and that we would savor God's grace to us. If you want to eat this meal or share this meal, the only qualification you need is believing in Jesus. That's all you need. You don't have to do a bunch of washings. You don't have to do a bunch of rules and regulations, just believing in him. If you're here this morning and you still have questions about Jesus, if you're still, you know, I'm not sure I'm really ready to follow him yet, then it's okay to still be present and to watch, to pass the bread and, and the small cups on to someone else. That's okay. And then we'd love it if you'd ask us afterward, why do you do this? What is this about? But the only qualifi- qualification you need to share in this meal is faith in Jesus. Now, for most of us, that sounds pretty good. For some people, that can be pretty frustrating. What do you mean? That's all the qualification you need. I've been working really hard, and I think God should be pretty impressed with all the stuff I've done. There are people that think like that. I'm grateful. I can't think of anybody in our church who really would think like that, but there are people. Those are the people who are frustrated by grace. And yet Jesus invites us, all of us, to share in this meal. I love communion. I love communion because it takes theology and it moves it from ideas to practice. Today, our faith, our theology moves from our head to our mouth. We don't just talk about grace. We get to taste it and savor it and chew on it for a bit. We get to take grace in. Everybody is welcome to this table. Not because of who you are, but because of what Jesus has done. Not because of anything that you have done on your own or under your own power, but because of who Jesus is as the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah. 
But it's interesting, I was thinking about it this week as well, that even though this meal is an expression of God's grace for us, it's not meant to just end with us. We are always meant to receive grace and extend grace. To receive grace and pass it on to others. I was thinking something about the Lord's Prayer this week, and even as I was praying it this morning. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, you know, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. But then he gets this part where he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have, our, as, as our, we forgive our debtors. And I was looking at that, and it's as we do this. So Lord, forgive us, and that we would do it in the same way that you forgive us, that we would forgive others. Grace is meant to be extended so I was thinking about that. We don't give grace out of ourselves. Like we don't have grace to share with people. The grace we have is grace we've been given. Grace we've been given by God, by our Father in heaven. And it was especially convicting for me this week uh, as I think about extending grace to others. <laughs> I don't know about you, <laughs> but I find it really easy to complain about the society around us, about the world and everything that's going wrong and things that I am frustrated with or the situations that I know should be different. It can be really easy to complain. And I was thinking about and convicted by how often do I move beyond complaining and mourn for our culture, mourn for our community. How often do I move beyond saying how wrong something is and begin praying for them? begin praying that things would change. So this week, as we share in this meal and receive grace and chew on grace and savor grace, I pray that we would also extend grace, that we would eat at the edges of our community. Now we can go on complaining, and you know how productive that can be, or not be. Or we can cultivate God's kingdom by eating on the margins with people who are considered by our culture and sometimes even the church beyond saving, that we would extend grace. I pray that as we gather around this table, not only would we experience God's grace and savor it, but we'd be compelled to share it. So now it's our opportunity, <clears throat> our privilege to share in this meal. The words that are spoken are familiar. They remind us of the rhythms of our faith. They remind us that we come from a deep tradition. Some of the words that we speak are 2,000 years old. Some of them are new and belong only to us. It's our privilege to celebrate the Lord's Supper and all who trust in Christ and desire his holy life, all who mourn their sin and wish to be delivered of it, all who desire to walk in love with their neighbor and crave new life in Christ, you, you are invited to this meal. Friends, this is a joyful meal for the people of God. It reminds us of God's grace in our life. This grace that is given to us, nothing that we could ever earn. So come to this sacred table, not because you must, but because you may. Come to testify, not that you are righteous, but that you sincerely love our Lord Jesus Christ and desire to be his true disciples. 
come not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Not because you have any claim on the grace of God, because in your frailty and sin, you stand in constant need of God's mercy and his help. You stand in constant need of his grace. Come not to express an opinion, but to seek God's presence and receive his spirit. Melody, do we have the Apostles' Creed? If you would, please stand. As we profess what we believe with the historic church and with the global church, we believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We believe Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Um, the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he broke it, he gave thanks. And then after he broke it, he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, the cup of salvation. And he said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, poured out for many. Do this as often as you drink it, remembering me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Church family, these are the gifts of God for the people of God.